0: My next guest is one of my favorites, actually, from the 11th District, whether it's Staten Island or Brooklyn. Few have done a better job in our state for many years than Nicole Maliotakis. And she's back for another visit. Good morning, Nicole. How are you?
1: It's great to be with you, Sid. It's great to be on the number one show in the region. <laughs> and let me tell you, when I walk around my district, people tell me all the time, I love when you're, when you're on Sid. This that right? show and, thank and, you. and they love you. You've got a huge fan base in my district of Staten Island, Southern Brooklyn.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I have a lot of friends now on Staten Island. It's crazy, but I actually do, uh, including the man that's rebuilding my house after that disaster, Rich Clift. But let's get to uh, some of the issues in the state. And again, thank you for that, Nicole. Thank you. Uh, let's get to the budget. A couple of weeks ago, Mayor Eric Adams was up in Albany, and he was yelling and screaming that governors now, not just Kathy Hochul, but he did call out Kathy Hochul. He said governors for a long time view the city as an ATM machine, whether it's charter schools or other issues. They're always looking to take money from the city. What are your thoughts on Adam's comment and secondly about Hochul's budget overall?
1: Well, if you live in New York City and you uh, just got your property tax assessment, you would think that Mayor's the one who views us as his cash cow, mm. uh, particularly those of Staten Island, Southern Brooklyn, who are subsidizing the property taxes of the other parts of the city, the more affluent, richer parts of the city. So he should actually, you know, follow his own statements here and look at what he's doing to my constituents uh, and fix this inequitable property tax system, which we put forth quality recommendations myself councilman Borelli and others uh that we are waiting for the city and the state to adopt that's number one but
0: how is how is i'm curious because i've become as you know very friendly with eric it's in every paper almost every day people hate it which i think is lousy because i think it's important for bipartisan uh, people work together democrats and republicans what is your working relationship with the mayor
1: well, you know, I actually saw him over the weekend. We were at a, a Black History Month, and we exchanged, uh, you know, some words. And he was uh, complimentary uh, toward me. And look, at the end of the day, I think that the the mayor is not doing a great job, and there's multiple reasons for that. One, I don't like what's happening with this migrant uh, crisis. He has chosen to use a right to shelter law that is for New York City residents that are homeless, uh, and now apply that to citizens of other countries to the tune of uh, at least 90 million dollars just for the hotels, but a billion dollars for the year total. Um, I also think he could have held his support for Governor Kathy Hochul to get some type of bail reform, which he himself has said has been a major problem and and is the real reason why crime has skyrocketed. So I would have liked for him to sit back and hold that support until we got some concessions uh, from Governor Kathy Hochul, which now that she won the election, good luck getting, Um, and, and, and look, he is a step up from Bill de Blasio, right? But, uh, you know, that's not, that was a very low bar. Uh, look, I, I think at the end of the day, we also have to have been, we were constantly fighting just to get some common sense, right? We had to fight to get him to lift the vaccine mandate on our city employees. I was still pushing for him to hire back those that were fired. I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, I think he's trying, but, uh, you know, I feel that the mayor has so much power, uh, and we should be seeing some changes, particularly as it relates well, to crime. Well, hold on. I want,
0: to, I want to stop you right there. It's funny you say that, because what I'm starting to think is the mayor has no power. And I, I don't want to hear about Giuliani. That was Nobody loves Giuliani more than me. That was 40 years ago, OK? What I'm starting to think is all the power is up in Albany. And I'm starting to think people like Stuart Cousins, for example, those legislators have more power than the mayor. Uh, so... Because uh, at the end of the day, he can't legislate any of these things, right? He's got to get Hochul to do it or Stewart-Cousins or Heasty. So I know Giuliani, Bloomberg, it, it was a long time ago. Uh, maybe you're wrong. Yeah, maybe well, the mayor doesn't have yeah, a lot of power. <laughs> there's
1: things that you could be doing here at the city level. Remember, Bill de Blasio decriminalized a bunch of quality of life, uh, you know, broken windows, uh Crimes that he could then now put back on the books Agreed. and let NYPD to enforce.
0: I agree. He that, can yes. also
1: yes. restore ICE back at Rikers Island. So when we arrest somebody who's here illegally and they commit a crime, now think about to go to Rikers these days with this ridiculous bail law, you have to like kill somebody, rape somebody. That's to be a major, major charge, okay? And he can cooperate with ICE. Do you know that New York City is still denying literally every. Detainer request. Under this administration, the Biden administration, so Mr. Open Borders President, if they're going to be giving a detainer request, you know that the person did something really bad. They're most likely a convicted felon uh, or or in, in, their, in their home country. Uh, there's got to be a, a serious situation there. So I would like to see the mayor restore ICE at Rikers Island, sure. and I would also like to see him um, – Uh, make sure that we cooperate with those detainer requests coming from federal authorities. Uh, That's, and then number three, uh, look, I want him to look at the property tax system. Uh, I have not heard any commitments and that was why I thought, you know, this should have been one of the top issues in the campaign for mayor is when I ran for mayor, it was one of my biggest issues. We did get the mayor uh, to create a property tax commission. The commission actually came forward with recommendations that sort of mimicked what Joe Borelli and I had been suggesting, but now we need, The city and the state to uh, move forward and adopt them to make it an equitable system where the poor communities, the outer boroughs are not subsidizing the more affluent uh, communities in our city. And so we we desperately need that if we don't want to drive out the middle class in New York.
0: That is all fair, all fair criticisms of the mayor, Nicole Maliotakis. Now, I want to get to the border crisis. I am on record, I had a pretty good on-air argument with George Pataki. I mean, we're friends, it was lovely, but we clearly disagreed on Friday. And then I went on Brian Kilmeade's show on Fox News, and at the same disagreement, I think the amount of money and resources we're giving to the Ukraine is ridiculous. They're like, Sid, it's barely nothing compared to the Pentagon's money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. We're giving these people hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars. It's not our war. We've got our own issues with our own border. No one seems to care about. But I tell you what, the infrastructure bill, we're worried about the borders in Egypt and Jordan, Ukraine and Russia. What about the borders right here? Where are you with the Ukraine money and the border crisis?
1: Yeah, no, it was not the infrastructure bill that dealt with borders of other countries. That was actually the bill that they passed in December uh, which is Senate cut our legs, by the way, and took away our leverage to use funding uh, to get some accountability from this administration and to secure our. But what,
0: what, what bill was that? What was what 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 did they? What was the pretense of that bill? It wasn't infrastructure. What was it?
1: No, it was the it was the last bill that was uh, adopted in December. The omnibus the bill. Democrats were on their way out the door. They went and jammed this through with the help of the Republican senators.
0: Right, that was the omnibus bill. That's right. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so I will say that um, I, think, I think actually both of you are right, uh, and I'll tell you why. I think that we had to provide some initial support to Ukraine. It is important that we stop Putin. Uh, this could have really spilled into World War III. First of all, I think the whole thing could have been preventable, prevent, prevented. Had Biden listened to us when we were seeing the troops building up and said, send equipment now, uh, Biden instead said, oh, Putin gave me his word. He's not going to invade. It was ridiculous. Um, So so we I believe that a president Trump or president, this invasion would have never occurred to begin with. I think that they saw weakness. They saw what happened in Afghanistan, the debacle there, Taliban parading with our equipment, an international embarrassment. uh, And they took advantage of what they felt was a weak American president. Um, I think that it is important that we support them and we, we have supported them more than any other country on the planet. Uh, I now believe that Europe needs to step up, okay? We are not seeing the same type of commitment coming from wealthy European countries, particularly England, uh, uh, Germany, and others, okay? So I believe that they need to step up now and, and, and also provide their fair share of, of, of support, particularly since this is in their backyard, um, now, with the border, I think that uh, we should, you know, look what we're doing right now. The, the, this administration has chosen to continue to pay for contracts to build the wall, but the wall isn't being built. Uh, there's a lot of money being wasted. We have the resources there. It's just that they're not using it to actually secure the border. They're using it to process individuals who are stem- coming over our border illegally. Uh, so they should be shifting that funding and allowing CBP to actually do their job. Um, and we have a Border Security Act, by the way, which, which would give CBP everything they need to secure the border. Uh, The Democrats don't want to pass it, unfortunately. Um, We are now looking to do it ourselves now that we have the majority. Uh, But we really need the leverage, the power of the purse leverage to push the Senate and the president to do something here. And so um, it's unconscionable to think that this administration has allowed the the record levels of fentanyl to flow into this country, killing 100,000 Americans a year. It is unconscionable that we have people who are on the terrorist watch list caught, not just at the border, but inside our country. Okay, there was a guy from Iran, a suspected terrorist on our watch list, caught in Texas by Texas DPS because Border Patrol didn't stop them because they couldn't because they're being overwhelmed by this mass migration. And it's unconscionable that they keep calling this asylum seekers. When 70,000 of – I'm sorry, 70 percent, and I'm being conservative here, 70 percent don't qualify for asylum. Uh, so it is, it is a mass illegal migration that's being allowed to happen at our southern border. Now we're seeing it at our northern border. We want to pass that Border Security Act of America. We want the president to get real about what's going on here. And let's stop this, this disastrous policy. Uh, where, by the way, a million people have uh, the gotaways. We don't even know who they are, where mm. they are, what yep. their intentions are, yep. and that's the thing that scares me most as a New Yorker in a post nine eleven world.
0: Nicole, have you made up your mind yet who you'll support for president? I know Donald Trump, for example, has been very, very good to you. He's endorsed you at least once. Are you absolutely Trump in two thousand twenty four? I'm not sure yet.
1: Uh, I like President Trump. I think that we need to have his policies uh, back. I'm, I'm not. Look, I'm not ready to make any endorsements. I'm going to wait. Do- Let's let it all play out. Let's let let everyone get in first. Let's see what the debate looks like. Uh, But uh, certainly would be happy uh, if President Trump were our nominee, would be happy if uh, Ron DeSantis were our nominee. I think we have some good, good candidates. And that's what's great uh, is that we have a wonderful bench. Of Republicans that are here, you have Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike Pompeo—all all all great candidates. I'd love to. to, I think you are going to see some real great ideas coming out. Even Vivek has some awesome ideas. I am watching him on Twitter. He's got some.
0: No, he's (laughs) he's good. I see. I see him on TV too. He's he's actually—he's a really smart guy, Nicole. Yeah, Uh, a couple of months away from the primary for city council in parts of Bay Ridge. I am not sure if that's your area or not, but um, folks like Mike Ragusa, uh, that uh, flip flopper Ari Kagan—are you paying attention to that race yet?
1: Well, I, I'm paying a little bit of attention because it is a district I overlap with. Uh, and it is also a district, by the way, where I was the only uh, Republican in southern Brooklyn at one point, And now we are up to six of us. And I think we can get the seventh by taking out uh, Justin Brannon uh, this fall, who voted to defund the police and a bunch of other disastrous uh, policies. Um, definitely doesn't represent the values of the community. They are almost lost, by the way, uh, last year. Uh, so I, I think that we have a good opportunity here. I'm also waiting to see let's see the field shake out a little bit. Um, we, no one's really personally uh, reached out to ask for an endorsement. So let's, let's ha- see how things form. But I want to support the best candidate who has the chance to win because I really do believe uh, our record in Southern Brooklyn has been amazing where, again, I was the only one. And now we have six of us. Uh, and, and I think that we can build on that this year.
0: That's awesome. 60 seconds to go Nicole, and and uh, you're great, as always. I love having you on. I, really, I love you. Uh, 60 seconds. What is the local issue you're spending most of your time working on right now?
1: Uh, look, I think it still remains to be crime. Uh, we continue to push Kathy Hochul to put forward some common sense. Uh, we're seeing car thefts skyrocket. It's a combination of the bail law. It's also the race-to-age law, which we— uh, they're using young kids to do their dirty work. They're paying these kids thousands of dollars to go steal cars. And by the way, when you say steal cars,
0: you're talking about, I mean, really nice sections. Toad Hill Road. You're talking about the fancy sections in Bay Ridge. You know, even Howard Beach, not your community. But we're not seeing this uh, in lousy neighborhoods. We're seeing home invasions in some of the finer neighborhoods that you overlook in Brooklyn and Staten Island, yes? Yes.
1: Uh, part, yeah, actually, it's really all over, but um, it's an 80% increase in car thefts on Staten Island alone. They're taking these cars, they're putting them on containers in New Jersey, and they're shipping them off to Dominican Republic in Africa. I've been working with the Customs and Border Protection agents on this. They say also, Kathy Lahocal's law, that cut them off from the DMV database, okay, which is as ridiculous as it sounds. She cut off their access to the DMV database, so they can't access titles you know, scan plates, driver's licenses, all of that. Uh, and so that's created a problem. I brought it up with the governor personally when she was in Washington. Uh, I don't, you know, I mean, could she just do anything that just has some <laughs> common sense to reduce crime in this city it would be amazing. And that remains to be my number one issue to try to hold them uh, accountable. And on the federal level, it's the border. It's the border in tackling inflation, supply chain, uh, doing all that stuff that we, we were trying to do under the Democrats, but they, they blocked us.
0: Nicole, as always, it's great having you on. Thank you for uh, reaching out. Thank you for a great appearance. And we'll talk again very, very soon. Continued success. You do a terrific job. We love you. Thank you.
1: Great to be with you, Sid. Thank you. You
0: too. Nicole Molliotakis right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning.